Hey everyone, Mark Abrams here in Philadelphia. Let's go all the way out to Mesa, Arizona, where I've undefeated 18-year-old welterweight oh, Mickey Scala. Uh, sorry, I, I just lost my there. Mickey Scala here out, out in Arizona. Mickey, what's happening? Not much. Uh, just staying in shape, staying relaxed, and on this interview with you. Staying, staying in shape. So what have you been up to? Obviously, um, lots been going on for the last year with the, the pandemic. You uh, you last fought about uh, almost a year ago on uh, February 28th of 2020. Uh, what's uh, What have you been up to for, the, say, the last year? Um, well, I've just been in the gym, staying busy. I go to the gym twice a day, so I'm more than ready for a fight. And uh, like I said, we're just waiting on that fight date. It's getting closer and closer. Um, as this pandemic's coming to an end, well, not to an end, but a decline. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're just getting ready for a fight coming up. How difficult has it been? You know, obviously, you, you're a young kid. You want to, you want to get out there. You, you got a little taste of it. You, you, you one fight uh, at age 16, then the fight we mentioned last year. You kind of been put on ISO last year because of the, the pandemic. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, I started young at least, so I'm not really falling behind. Age-wise, you know, I'm still young. I'm 18, so I got a lot of time to develop, um, get stronger, and uh, get get to fighting. Once we get once we get one fight, we'll get real busy. So I'm just waiting, waiting on that fight day. So to tell us a little bit about yourself. You mentioned you turned pro at age 16, just before your 17th birthday. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in boxing. What what drew you to the sport? Your amateur career. To take us from the beginning. Okay. Uh, started boxing because uh, I was just around it all the time. My dad and my brother boxed, so I just grew up in the gym. So I just picked up where they left off. Um, I had about a, just over 100 fights as an amateur, 87 wins, a couple national titles, and then uh, I fought on that box fan expo, and then that was my last amateur fight before I turned pro in Mexico. Any, uh, I like to ask this when we, we, you know, we delve into the amateur stuff. A a do you have any amateur rivals that you know we may have heard of? Uh, you know, so maybe some some known names that, that maybe you faced off against in the amateurs. Um, not any rivals, but uh, there's a lot of guys coming up around my age group and around my weight class that uh, we'll see in the future, maybe. Um, so. Those, there's a bunch of young guys coming out right now, like my generation of fighters. So, and you know, it's fine. We, we mentioned a couple of names before before we, we came on uh, came on the air here. Do, do you chart their prospect? Do you chart their progress and everything? Being that you know, there's some some kids. You're you're you know uh, the age that you are, and 18, 19 year olds. Do you look at them more than than, than anyone else? I mean, you're only human. Obviously, you're see, you want to see what what some of the other prospects are doing. Yeah, so uh, you do see kind of like where their progress is uh, at as well. Um, hopefully it leads to a super fight, you know what I mean? There's uh, a lot of time to build up to that, and uh, a lot of the guys are great fighters, and I'm sitting in a, a pretty stacked division, so well, I'd like to see some of those fights happen eventually. Excellent stuff. We're chatting here with Mickey Scala, undefeated 2-0, 2-0 fighter here. Um so, uh, so you you um you impressed at the box fan expo event, and uh, that led you uh, our mutual buddy Alonzo uh, uh, kind of uh, helped you, and he, he 
helped you get a deal with the, one of the top promoters out there, Mayweather Promotions. Yes. So t talk talk about that. You know, obviously they, they they're a you know big time promoter, put on big time events, and you see their fighters on all the national uh, platforms. So you get signed by them. What are your thoughts? You know, as you, you did that. So uh, Alonzo uh, told us he said after that Mexico fight, if you get the job done, he's like bigger things will come your way. Well, in February, we got the opportunity to fight with uh, Mayor of the Promotions. Um, I wasn't signed with them yet, so it was pretty much like a test fight. Mm -hmm. um, I stopped the guy in the third round and put on a show. I brought a lot of people there, so we showed that we had a big crowd. Um, and then that led to eventually signing during the COVID stuff. And now I'm a part of the best team in boxing, so... Uh, have, you got, have, have you got a chance to uh, talk to the boss yet? I know, uh, Leonard, I, I know Leonard's the boss, and we talked Leonard, to Leonard. You know, yeah, Leonard's going to see this, and Leonard does a great job. But the guy, the guy whose name is uh, uh, on the title of the the company, have you have you had a chance to you know maybe speak to him yet? No, nah, I haven't talked to Floyd yet. But uh, hopefully, one of these days when we go out there, we go to Vegas a lot. So hopefully, one of these days we'll be in his gym when he's there, and then we'll get to learn from get to learn yeah, from him. Yeah, I mean, and that was my next question. Obviously, I know a lot of his fighters stay in and around, you know, the Vegas area, and is more specifically his gym. Uh, did, did you uh, get some time in at the Mayweather Boxing Club? Yeah, we've been in there a few times. Um, I sparred Devin Haney there once. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, um, the more we go there, the more we'll get in that gym. And then, like you said, just pick up from different guys, different people, and just learn from them because that's, that's the best thing you can do is when you spar with, like, high-class fighters, you learn a lot that way. And Devin, who's a who's a, uh, a, a sitting world champion, what do you um, you know, how, what's that experience like for you? That was great. So uh, I was seventeen when I sparred him. Um, oh, just so just, long, just so long ago. Just so long ago. <laughs> huh? It was it was just after my uh, my fight in Mexico, so like a year and a half ago. Um, but yeah, I got to learn a lot. It shows you what it takes to be a world champion. I mean, there's there's levels. The boxing and you get to find that out and i held my own in there but man he's a quick he's a quick fighter so you get to see like what defense is really capable of and i use that and i learned from that and now i now i put that into my game so uh obviously you now we we touched on um we touched on obviously now now you're kind of just just waiting have you been told a, a maybe not a firm fight date but but in a round fight date when this may or may not happen we get you back in the ring yeah so we're looking like late spring uh early summer so in the next few months here we should hear about a fight date hopefully and then uh we'll get that out there to the public uh, and, and like i mean obviously you've been sitting out so long i mean i you probably dream about just getting back in the ring ring every day do you yeah yeah and um i'm really looking forward to getting back into the ring i'm ready to get back in the ring so whenever that time comes i'll be ready and uh you know we talked about you know about mayweather promotions and everything like that youngest fighter ever signed to the company yeah 17 the youngest the first 17 year old ever um so yeah it's a little mark in history but we're, we're not satisfied with that we want to go farther so so we're gonna do. I, I, I mean, I'm, like I said, just seeing the notes here, and obviously you're a well-spoken young man. And uh, uh, just look at the notes here: four point eight grade point average in high school. How, how's that possible? Yeah, so uh, I took a lot of honors and AP classes, which is like on a five point scale instead of a four point scale. 
Okay. I got straight A's throughout high school, and uh, I just really did really good during okay. high school. So the only the only way I could got a four point eight is if you if you combine my one point six three times, then it might come to four point eight. And there you uh, go. And are you you're taking are you taking college courses? Or? I am. I'm in college right now. I'm in my second semester. So, where, where where are you at? Where are you at? Um, I'm at MCC. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, it's a it's a community college, a local community mm-hmm. college. Um, my scholarship transferred completely all online that way. Okay. Because if I would have went to a university, you couldn't do online. But then COVID happened, so technically it would have worked out, but. It, it, and I know those are usually like two-year schools. Do you plan to go to a four-year school after? Yeah. The two, I mean, any schools in mind? There's some great schools I know out there in Arizona. Yeah. So I plan on transferring to ASU after my two years. That's a it's, it's, it's a then... fun, it's, it's a fun place. I, I've uh, <laughs> I, 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 I've actually broadcasted a fight in the Tempe area. And oh yeah. Very very nice place. Yeah, college town. Um, yeah, and I'm just going to stay focused on boxing, but I'm just definitely going to earn my diploma. That's something that my mom wants for me, my parents want for me, and I do well in school, so why not? So what's it What's it like, uh, you know, you turn pro, you were still in high school. You know, you're walking, you're probably, what are the only, I would imagine you're the only professional athlete walking around the halls of your high school. Yeah, so uh, that was actually really cool. So I turned pro the summer before my senior year. So it was kind of still like, I don't know, on the down low. I didn't really like put it out there crazy if you're in my class you knew i was a professional boxer but outside uh-huh. of that but the fight with maybe the promotions that was one week before the shutdown so i went to school and everyone i didn't even know who they were they were coming up to me great fight great fight and i didn't even know who these people were and then uh what's it called then it went on the shutdown so i kind of missed out on the the popularity experience on that because of covid but there's a lot of people that know me from high school that know that I fight. It's a really cool experience. They, they have they been able to come to you said great fight, great fight. They so they uh, you had a bunch of people come to your fight at at the Samstown Casino. Yeah, so I had like 60, 70 people from okay. Arizona go out there and watch the fight and then we had some people from Vegas come watch the fight and then some people from Colorado as well. So and then a lot of people caught the live stream because it was also live stream on YouTube. They're, 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 okay, there there you go. And, and I assume then, uh, if you ever get a chance to fight in Arizona, you probably are a, would be a pretty good ticket ticket seller there, huh? Yeah, we could pull a huge crowd in Mesa if we wanted to. We could we could sell out a Mesa crowd, so we okay. could definitely make that happen. You you mentioned your your dad and brother were fighters. Uh, how far did they take it? Uh, my dad started late, so he started at nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought a few amateur tournaments, and then. Uh, he had my brother at 19 as well. So mm-hmm. once my brother started turning seven, he started coaching him instead. And then he took what he learned. We got a, a my dad trained at Gene Lewis um, and a few other places around here, some knowledgeable coaches. So he learned a lot from them, transitioned it to my brother. And then I just watched my brother in the gym all the time. So I want to be just like him. I know the boxing climate in Phoenix is pretty good. I know Mace is pretty close to Phoenix. Do, yeah. do, do you uh, go into Phoenix a lot to, to, to get a lot of work? Yeah, so we got we got good sparring out in Phoenix and in in the Mesa and in the Chandler area. Evan um, Evan Vargas, we got Trini Ochoa, he's from Mesa. Elijah Garcia, he's a up and coming Phoenix fighter. Um, I don't want to miss anybody. Alfredo, uh, Abel, the Ramos brothers. I know you know the Ramos yeah, brothers. Yeah. We went out there one time, but our timing didn't match up, so we didn't mm-hmm. get to spar. But uh, we got a lot of sparring surrounding us. 
and uh, yeah, just looking forward to building my skill. Who were some boxing influences growing up uh, as a as a young? I mean, I'm corny young kid. You still are in my a, a young kid. Who, who who were the first boxers that you saw on TV that you kind of took to and you know you wanted to you know be like? Yeah, so like growing up. Floyd Mayweather was the only person that everyone talked about in like boxing wise, like outside of like boxing fans, mm-hmm. everyone knew who Floyd Mayweather was. So I was a real big fan of him. I liked how he was flashy and he always got the job done. And I also liked the fact that people would root against him. Um, I liked uh, I liked that he brought in uh, viewers from all sides. Um, right now, I like the 168 division. I like David Benavidez. He's out here from Arizona, yeah, and I like Caleb Plant. Um, and then growing up, I studied people like Paul Williams, uh, Chris Eubank, and Joe Calzaghe, Arturo Gotti, just people like that, just old timers. I'm a, I love, I love watching old fights as well. So, it's a, it's, a, it's interesting. You get a couple of English guys, uh, uh, um, Eubank and Calzaghe. Yeah. Right. What, what what drew you to them? Um, actually, I was watching a, a video on YouTube, and it was like the hardest hitter and they were talking about Nigel Ben Correct. and Nigel Ben fought uh, Chris Eubank and then I saw what Chris Eubank did and then there's that knockout Chris Eubank where he, he smiles at the camera yep. and he poses that's my favorite knockout of all time so that that's what drew me to him Joe Calzaghe he's a part Italian fighter mm-hmm. um, I come from Italian heritage so that's an inspiration for me as well and then my mm-hmm. brother was a big fan of Calzaghe as well I guess the Arturo Gotti thing. The, Arturo Gotti, Mickey the, Ward, Arturo Gotti. I mean, you can't mess that up. And then yeah, I was, at, I, was I was at fights two and three. So I just, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I yeah, I, I was at a ton of Gotti fights. Me, I'm in, I'm in Philadelphia, as most people know. Atlantic City's 45 minutes from my front door, so I was at all those big fights down Atlantic City. Yeah, that's um, great. Uh, so you're fighting at welterweight now. Um, uh, and obviously you're probably going to grow up, grow out. Where do you see yourself, you know, 10 years or eight, 10 years now maxing out? Yeah. Maxing out. I'll see myself probably at like 168, super, super middleweight. Mm-hmm. Um, you might see me soon at 154. depends on the timing of this next fight. Um, but I think I can make 147 for a couple more fights. But we'll see. We'll have to see so, when it gets closer. So, so you, then a couple more fights. So you, you see yourself maybe when you go for that first title, it seems like maybe 54 is what we're be for, for, that, for that first run. When I make a push, like a heavy push, I want to make uh-huh. it at 154. That's my plan. Because, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm growing and I'm filling out. And since my last fight, I've grown an inch taller. I'm kind of filling out, getting a little bigger. So I'm definitely going to have to move up to 154 soon. And then, like you said, make a push there. There you go. And obviously some of the fans or the fans who are watching us around the world can see you're, you're very, I mean, a very articulate young man, 4.8 grade point average going to college. You're also involved with, with, with some, with a lot of interesting stuff outside the ring. Uh, so, some nonprofit uh, organizations uh, to raise awareness for mental health. Talk about yeah. that. How'd you get into that? Tell the fans about that. Yeah. So, uh, I email. I reached out to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health is something super important to me. Um, I lost a couple family members to the mental health stuff, and uh, I just want to push that and raise awareness to it and make sure that uh, that more people know about it. I mean, just putting. Uh, I forget who it was that fought. Um, like Caleb Smith when he wore the yeah, well, the they, autism thing yeah, on his they, shorts. I think they they were. A sibling who who has it so yeah and then he wore the autism on his mm-hmm. shorts that just right there just brings so many eyes to 
raise awareness to something like that. So I, I want to take that upon myself and do that. I'm, uh, I'm going to school for counseling and psychology. So it's something I'm learning about. And uh, yeah, that's just something I just want to raise awareness to. And then, and then I, I heard the ultimate goal is, is to make sure that you do well enough in this game or in this sport to uh, make enough money to, to, to retire your parents. Yeah, that's definitely uh, my end goal in this sport. Um, I mean, they raised me and they put me in the position to box and put my all into it. They took me to tournaments when, when I needed to go to national tournaments. So um, they took care of me growing up. So that's what I want to do when I get old. I want to take care of them and make sure they're set for the rest yes. of their life. Good stuff. Very, very, uh, very, very impressive young man. Uh, what, what fighters? I mean, we mentioned some of the fighters who influenced you and so forth and so on. What fighters uh, do you enjoy watching now? Uh, like I mentioned before, I like the 168 guys. I like David Benavidez okay. and Caleb Plant. Um, Caleb Plant's is real good with his feet, and that's some. And he's really good defensively. I think he got hit with like a average of six punches around his last fight. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. Um, if he can carry that out into some better fighters, that'd be even more impressive. Um, David Benavidez, he's a go-getter, so I just love that. He's a mean fighter. So, so, so you mentioned all this good stuff about Plant. I would imagine you know Benavidez a little bit personally, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, if if they get it on, who, who's Mickey Scala picking? <laughs> um, I don't know. David Benavidez, is from, or Benavidez, I'm sorry, is from uh, Arizona, so... Mm -hmm. I think I got a root for my hometown on that one, but uh, I, I just love to see him fight and put on a good show. A couple other things that uh, we'll get into. You see, get you pick your brain on some of the other boxing topics. Obviously, with a lot of people talking about. Uh, uh, let me uh, get get your opinions on two other fights. Uh, Crawford Spence, who wins that? <clears throat> I feel like I'll I'll take Earl Spence on that one. Um. Terrence Crawford's so skilled and he's so fast, so it's it's a hard one. He's really good defensively. But Earl, Earl Spence just seems to know what to do when he's pressing the action, and uh, he seems to land his punches when he wants to. I mean, it'd be a great fight. It'd be a close fight, and like you said, it'd be a great fight to watch, but I'll, I'll take Earl Spence on that one. And then uh, we'll, we'll finish up with this one, one last question. Obviously, uh, there's a uh, big heavyweight fight that's probably going to happen real soon, Joshua and Fury. What, what's your take on that? When Joshua was coming up, I was a big fan of Joshua, but um, just because he's like a sharper heavyweight, you know, you don't really see heavyweights throw punches down the middle. But uh, Tyson Fury's just a, he's just on a different level, it seems like, at the heavyweight division. So I'd take Tyson Fury in that one. But uh, like you said, another great fight to watch. Should be should be outstanding. Well, thank you for a few minutes of time. Couple last two questions. We want to tell the fans out there that are watching around the world uh, about uh, just what do you want to say to them? Final thoughts. Um, just stay tuned. I'm going to be getting busy real soon. Uh, thank you for watching and thank you for tuning in. And I got the best team behind me, so we're going to make some great things happen soon. And uh, that's pretty much it. Follow me at uh, Mickey Scala on all social media platforms. That's you know, you that, that's always my last question is what's your social media? So, so yeah. you, you, you already took the question from me. And I, and I also believe you, you have a website as well. Yeah, MickeyScala.com. Make sure to check it out. Uh, yeah. There's going to be merchandise going up on that soon. So what you, what you should have done, you should have wore a T-shirt with the website name. I know. <laughs> oh, shoot, wrong side. Here's the logo right here. Oh, well, okay. I see yeah. you already have a logo. There you go. Yeah, it's usually yeah. on the center of a shirt, but I grew out of my shirt since my last fight. So. Oh, it'll be 18 again.
Uh, <laughs> so, uh, that was a long time ago for me. Well, Mickey Scala, thank you for a few minutes of your time. We I wish you the best of luck. We're gonna be we're gonna be following you. We're gonna hopefully be doing a lot more of these interviews, you know, around your fights, you know, uh, talk about your fights and so forth and so forth. And we wish you best of luck, and we'll talk to you along the way. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you.